You are listening to the Questions Hip Hop Trivia Podcast. My name is Sean Kantrowitz, and we are back at it this week with another classic episode from the archives. This was episode number 36, recorded on June 10th, 2020, with Fonte Coleman. Fonte's credits are, are numerous at this point, whether you want to look to his work in his seminal group, Little Brother, his genre-expanding work in his other group, The Foreign Exchange, his solo work, He's one of the Questlove Supreme podcast team, one of my favorite podcasts in music. He's done a lot of work for television, uh, doing music and voiceover work for numerous projects. And I'm always kind of surprised and delighted when I hear him pop up in something like Sherman Showcase or Sesame Street or commercial work. And we get into that in this episode. Fonte is somebody who I'm proud to count as a friend, as well as somebody who I'm a fan of. I met Fonte in the early 2000s when I was in college. And we talk about this as well later in the episode. I got a pretty interesting position in a student organization where I was able to book underground hip hop acts to do free shows at the university. And the first time that I was able to do it, I booked Little Brother. It was fresh off of the listening. They had just signed with Atlantic and yeah, I I booked them and that's how we first met. And I wound up, you know, getting to know Fonte more and we've kept in touch over the years and he's definitely somebody who I really value not just for the amazing music that he makes he's one of my favorite MCs ever like just hands down Uh, but also just he's a real person he's got you know a real unfiltered perspective he's given me lots of great advice over the years and he's somebody who you know I trust his opinion and I trust his opinion because he is a music nerd he is an encyclopedia of music which makes sense because he and I probably first interacted with each other on that wonderful corner of the internet called OK Player which was essentially, I don't know if it built us all into music nerds or if there was something about it that was like a beacon that called music nerds like moths to the flame, but we all sort of gravitated towards it in steel sharpened steel. And I can say with full certainty that the questions hip hop trivia would not be a thing were it not for OK Player and the numerous hours and damn near, I guess, decades at this point in my life that I dedicated to frequenting those message boards. So anyway, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. We get into a lot of that music nerd talk and the aforementioned unfiltered perspective from Fonte. Uh, We also have a pretty lengthy Q&A section at the end from viewers who were watching live when we did this broadcast on Instagram live. So we got a game and then a whole lot of side talk and very random music talk. And it's one of my favorite episodes. So shout out to Fonte. Shout out to everybody who's been listening and supporting the questions. As always, I ask if you have not already done so, go to the Apple Podcast app and leave a review that helps, as Open Mike Ego likes to say, it helps the robots love us. It helps us rise above that little algorithmic obstacle that we all face in this sea of podcasts and constant uh, assembly line of content. Love it, not knocking it, but man, really helps if you can show your support by leaving a review and helping to signal boost the questions as a podcast. 
you want to do even more, go to patreon.com slash thequestionshiphop. I have a link for it in the show notes here. You can join the secret exclusive club, sort of an extension of that OK Player thing, I would say, or trying to be, where we kind of nerd out on a bunch of rap talk, uh, hip-hop, minutia, albums, samples, discussions. Also, you get early access to episodes and bonus content that doesn't always make it into the published podcasts. Appreciate that support. We've got some exciting news in the world of the questions that I'm going to be dropping soon, so stay tuned for that. You might also find out about that early if you're in the Patreon. What else do I have to tell you? Well, it's been hot as hell in Los Angeles, easily been in the triple digits many of the days in the last week. I was going to make it out to the Beat Junkies five-year anniversary of their Beat Junkies Institute of Sound celebration last week, and I looked at that weather, and, you know, I, I got a lot of love from my Beat Junkies fam, but I could not justify going out in the heat for that. I stayed inside. Shout out to the Beat Junkies, though. They've always supported uh, the questions, and we've done a lot of cool events with them. And I think we will do more cool events with them now that things are hopefully going to start cooling off and as the world continues to open up a little bit more. Another reason why it may be hot, not just in Los Angeles, but all over the world, well, I guess the main reason is probably or almost certainly climate change. But beyond that, there's a new song that is streaming wherever you get music. It is a collaboration between former guest of the show, friend and hip hop legend, Merce, and it is produced by myself and it is called Trillionaire Thug Relaxation. It's a fun joint. Me and Merce have been working on a lot of music. There's probably gonna be some more that I'll be sharing soon. And this one is a little little homage or flip to a song that you're probably going to hold near and dear to your heart. So go check for that wherever you stream music, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. Merce, Trillionaire Thug Relaxation. Go stream that now. All right, we're going to get straight into it. This is a Questions Classic episode with Fonte Coleman. Here we go. Who did it first? Who did it best? That's the question. Who rapping there? That remix and what happened when? That's the question. Let me ask you a question. And if you ain't know what needs, then my guy's knowing what you need. Some answers to the questions. We're going to hop into it. It's a hip-hop trivia game, and we're going into our first round. And the first round is called The Choice is Yours. Yes. This is general multiple choice. Uh, okay. So we're going to hop right into it. You are a student of the game, so you know th this is going to be an interesting game. Here we go. First question. Okay. In the song, I left my wallet in El Segundo. What type of car do Q-Tip and Ali Shaheed Muhammad drive in their road trip? That's is D. Took a Dodge Dart, a 74. That's it. It's D. That is absolutely correct. Right. The ones I know I got to jump out on because I know it's going to be some of these motherfuckers. I'm going to have to damn uh, phone a friend and do all kinds of shit. So the ones I know, I'm going to go with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did I, have you met, well, you met Q-Tip when you did the Quest of Supreme, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I met him. Um, I met him like once before that, but uh, of course, I was supreme. That was definitely the first time we actually got to sit down and like talk, talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, like really talk uh, just about his life and career. And uh, previously, before that, it was around the time we were working on, well, we were mixing the Minstrel Show in New York uh, at uh, at Baseline. And, um, you know, and, you know, man, he, him and Method Man came through one night and was just, you know, listened to the record and was vibing with us. That shit was big. Like, that was, you know, yeah. that, that shit was super big. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, man, Q-Tip, I can't overstate just his importance and um, what he means to my career and what Tribe Called Quest, I mean, you know, their DNA is just all through uh, my musical, uh, all of my musical endeavors. So, yeah, right. that's, that's Tribe. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys wore it on your sleeve for sure. With, even with the name Little Brother, you know. That's Absolutely. Sort of the whole Native Tongues and where you, you fit in that, uh, in that whole, you know, scheme of music. All right. We're going to move on to our next question. We're going to keep it moving. As a writer, Nas has personified all of these objects in songs except for one of them. Is it money, a prison cell, a gun, or a pen? Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, work it out. Work it out. Like, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Let's 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 work backwards. Okay. So, a gun. I know it was I gave you power. Mm. So I know that's out. He did the gun. Money. I don't know. Like I don't know if money. Didn't he have like what was that? Didn't he have a song called Money Is My Bitch or something? Like, wasn't it one of them fucking really bad songs? Like, Money Is My Bitch? Or, I think that was a thing. Like, I, I you know what I mean? It was, and let me be clear. I mean, Nas is one of my, I love Nas. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, after, like, his, his catalog, after it was written, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of touch and go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but as a lyricist, I mean, you know, he's, he's you know, he's incredible. Um, man, I feel like there was a really bad "Money Is My Bitch" song, but but I don't know. But if "Money Is My Bitch" is well, yeah, that's personification because you're giving a human quality to something that's not human. So yeah, put, turn my English major brain on. So if "Money Is Your Bitch," she's she's a, something real. She sure. exists. Um. Okay. So 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 money is the bitch. So she's out. I gave you power was the gun. Um. A prison cell, did Nas rap as a prison cell? I don't know. I think he rapped about, you know, being in a prison. I opened every cell in Attica, sent him to Africa. Mm. That was how I ruled the world. But but he wasn't, he was just talking about that. I always thought that was an inaccurate line because I know Africans would not feel that. It's like if you was open every cell in Attica, send him to Africa. No, you will not, nigga. No, you will not. No, you do not want the prisoner here. No, no. Like they... They are not trying to. Africans do not want our fucking prisoners. They're like, can we talk about this first? Can we, can we maybe just uh, before, before we uh, open the floodgates? Maybe you could ask Africa. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, can we have some African dialogue about you know what we gonna send all these convicted felons? But okay, so I don't know prison cell. I don't know a pen. Nas writing as a pen, personifying a pen. I don't know. Like, I, I, that seems a little too on point. Um, we can lean on the chat here too, chat. If you if you guys know, you you can help uh, Fonte out here. Yeah, I yeah I don't know y'all y'all niggas don't slum dog me try to write the wrong answer on the mirror and shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I man, 
I'm going to go with <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I, I'm going to go with a pin. I'm going to go. I'm a, I'm a go with a pin. I mean, I this is that's totally A and C. I know for sure. B and D is a toss up. So I'm gonna say a pin. I, I have the prove out here. So so we're gonna we're gonna take a journey right now. First, you nailed it. Yep, there was. Yeah. By the way, I always sort of had a problem with this song. <laughs> like I appreciate the concept of it, but it's one of those things where you're supposed to show and not tell. Like just right. gun. We got it, dog. Like, we can figure it out figured out like it's like i'm a gun it's like i'm about to re record it's like i'm about to rap a song from the person being a gun <laughs> <laughs> get it nice all right so gun we had that you were correct about your second one yeah, i knew that was the thing i remember that fucking song you can't be faulted for trying to erase that maybe from your memory um here's the moment <laughs> of truth I'm a prison cell, six by nine. He did rap hey! without the yes, sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. That was that was a tense moment. We had, you know we had to raise the bar up a little bit for somebody of your stature. Listen, man, I appreciate the challenge. I never know, you know, people think like as much as I know music and as much as I'm just a student of music and I love music. I mean, man, you know, the one thing I've learned just from doing QLS is that we all have our blind spots. And yep. someone can be an expert in jazz, but in Migos, they don't know shit. You know what I mean? So, you know what yeah. I mean? So, we all have our blind spots on stuff we know and don't know. So, um, yes, so now, nah, man, this is, it's, it's all, I'm up for the challenge. All right. Yes, sir. Shout out to Jose3030 and Fire in the building. This is, this is a review okay. right now. That site, that site, my girl Fire. <laughs> I love you. Fire Burgess. Uh, my brother Jose, All right, 30, here we go. the original YouTube, what up? <laughs> YouTube, yes. All right, moving on to the next one. We're all painfully aware that the Recording Academy loves awarding white rappers Grammys, but which of these artists has not taken home a trophy? Is it Iggy Azalea, Eminem, Macklemore, or Everlast? Who has not taken home the trophy, Fonse? All right, okay, let's walk through this. Um, I know Eminem has like several Grammys, so I know he it's not him. Everlast, I want to say Everlast, he won for um, didn't he? I think he won for like that What It's Like song, the, the joint, the, the Whitey Ford joint. Um, mm. I think he won for that. I think, I think, um. Or if he didn't win for that one, he may have got maybe jump around one something, if I'm not mistaken. Um Maclemo, I know he won. He 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 won over like Kendrick or somebody. Like I remember the Twitters was a uh, were 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 a flutter. Um, the, the, twi the, the Twitters was a twittering. Um man, I think I'm gonna have to go. I I, I feel like it, it's probably Iggy Azalea just because I think if Iggy Azalea would have won a Grammy, like Twitter would have burned down to the ground. So we might have been having the protests that we're having now. Then, if Iggy Azalea had won in that year, um, if Iggy Azalea had won a Grammy, I, like tear gas would be in the streets. So I'm a, I'm a go and say A. I think I think it's A. I, I think I think it's A. 
A is correct. She was the only one. Yes, sir. Not win a Grammy. And again, thank God that she did. You know, uh, Everlast three actually three. won for uh, the song that he did with Carlos Santana. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. He had a song on the Supernatural album uh, that, you know, everybody remembers the Rob Thomas Matchbox 20 Smooth joint. But, yeah. uh, and, and also, let's not forget uh, Maria Maria. Um, the, that yep. was that same album. Yep, same album. Uh, all right, we're moving on to our next one, uh, Fonte. Here we go. Uh, my. Round. Most Def's 1999 single, Umi Says, features a Rhodes piano that is played by this musician slash artist. This is Will I Am. I know that off rip is Will I Am. He's going right for it. Yes, and sir. And that was <laughs> for at the session. We have confirmation. That was, that was him. Uh, how do you know that? Um, I remember, I mean, I bought Black on Both Sides. I had the album, um, and I used to read the credits, of course, and everything. And, um, you know, that was just, you know, when I saw Will I Am in the credits, I was like, wow. I just remember having that moment, like, damn, this is, like, Will is on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was kind of crazy. So, um, yeah, I just I admired, because that was around the same time. I want to say Will had done his... Maybe it was a year or so afterwards he had done that B his BBE album, the um the Lost Change, I think he had done that. Yeah. And so that was around the time I was really checking out Will and like I knew he was known for the black eyed peas and you know they were huge, but uh I was looking at kind of the kind of left of center stuff he was doing. And I just thought that was amazing. So that was how I remembered that one. He's always you know, he's always had like he has credibility even though he went you know as pop as like possible he definitely you know always was doing things throughout you know the years that still were kind of tying him to you know projects like that the bbe album i didn't really mess with uh the songs about girls that was like yo bro so i did a record with him well well yeah well i mean it was evidence on shot my man evidence uh me him and blue did a record and uh, and and uh, Will did the hook on it. It was called "For Whom the Bell Tolls," and we cut that. We did that. This is like 2007, I want to say. And um, we shot the video oh, in really? LA. Yeah, bro, yeah. we we shot that joint, and Will came out, and I just told him like I think the first thing out my mouth was like, "Yo, man, I love songs about girls." And he just went into like this long story of like just kind of what a heartbreaking process it was, and. You know all of that shit but then like right in the middle of it just to show you some flex shit he's telling me the story and like right in the middle of it his guy comes over his manager and it's like oh, oh pardon me excuse me will so bono wants to know which studio do you want to use and i was just like yeah nigga you won <laughs> like, you got you got fucking bono calling you nigga <laughs> songs about girls didn't work out but i'm still getting calls from bono so you know it worked out it, was, well. it worked all the way the fuck out so yeah big ups to will i am man Yes, sir. All right, Tay, we're moving into the second round. We tested your knowledge. Now we are testing your eyes with our round. Yes. Yes. So in this round, I'm going to show you a piece of an album cover, and you have to identify what the album is by the little piece that you see. So here we go. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, man, we're running you through the rounds, bro. You I love it. I love it. All right, what album cover is this? It's a photo of three men standing behind a railing, and the perspective is looking up at them. There's a lit yellow ceiling background behind them. The options are A, Jurassic 5, Power and Numbers, B, Atmosphere, Seven's Travels, C, Cypress Hill, Temples of Boom, or D, Dilated Peoples, Expansion Team. 
Uh, I already know what this is. This is uh, this is my these are my brothers, man. This is dilated peoples. It's mansion team. Dilated peoples is correct. Yes, sir. They were uh, they were pretty present early in your career. You toured with them pretty early on with Little Brother, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, big ups to all three of them, man. Big ups to Ev, Babs, and, and Rocka, man. They was um, Rocka was one of the dudes who really gave me game, you know, early on. Like I remember us being on the com on the call and um, him just you know breaking it down. Like you know, he one one gym he shared with me, I never forgot. He was like, man, don't ever let these labels sell you on creative control because they have financial control he was like you know he said so that creative control is really some bullshit that's just some shit they sell to artists like oh we'll give you creative control so it's like yeah you can have creative control and creatively feel like you know what nigga i just want to do a, a bagpipe album whatever the fuck right and yeah. you can go do that bagpipe album but they not gonna put no money <laughs> behind that shit so it's really the financial control that you have to look for. And uh, he, he shared that with me. That was, God, man, that was 17 years ago. But I never forgot that. And um, them brothers were just always in our corner, always, you know, open to have conversations. You know, any any questions I had, they were certainly, like, mentors to me in the game. And I got I got nothing but love for all three of them. Amazing, yeah. Uh, oh, sh shout out Peter Rosenberg, the ABB days. Yep, that was the, the ABB. Yeah, Rosenberg. Yeah. Uh, President of, of the UBN network. President of the UBN. <laughs> yeah, killing it. The, the, the comeback I didn't think was going to be involved in the Little Brother reunion album was the reemergence of of, of the storyline of Peter Rosenberg's character <laughs> in the LB universe. Yeah, he went from the from the announcer to the president. Like that. That is the most white man shit ever. It had to be that way. We're moving on to our next question. Here we go. It's a blue background, and in the foreground is a man smiling, wearing a white tee and a chain, and he's pointing towards his temple. The face is cut off right around the nose. And the options are A, Snoop Dogg, blue carpet treatment, B, Jay Z, the blueprint three, C, the baby, baby on baby, or D, blue in exile, give me my flowers while I can still smell them. Oh, this is uh, this is the baby. Uh, that's the baby, baby on baby. Oh, right, and he says See? the baby, and yep, he's absolutely right. Baby on baby. Yeah. Uh, you are somebody. Uh, obviously, you're a student of the game. Uh, but as we all, you know, advance in our years in the game, uh, how how engaged are you in a lot of the newer artists? Is there anybody that like is really that kind of moves the needle for you now? Um, or do you kind of appreciate from a bit of a distance? Like, what's your relationship with newer hip hop? Because I have trouble with it, and I'm younger than you are. So, like, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Man, um, for me, uh, my my sons, they keep me, you know, kind of current on what's going on. Um, you know, so that's for for me. Music is kind of the way I bond with my kids. You know what I mean? So. You know, if it's somebody that, um, that you know, we'll just bond. It's like, yo, so what you think of the new Gunner album? Or what you think of, like, my son, we was at the dinner table the other day. He's like, you listen to New Future yet? I was like, no, nah, I ain't listen. He's like, I ain't listen to it neither. So, you know, we might go for a ride and we'll just listen to, you know, new music. So, um, you know, man, that's, uh, I, I, I stay, you know, I, I, I try to stay abreast of as much as I can. But um, ultimately, I find myself kind of, more so revisiting older records and 
picking up stuff that I didn't know. So like I was um spoiler alert, we uh interviewed uh Todd Rungren. We got a Todd Rungren interview coming up on QLS. Steve must have been melting in his chair. Dude, Sugar Steve was loose. He was just fucking sitting there smiling like a, he was just geeking out and shit. And me and Amir is like, and like hey, we asking all the questions. But, um, you know, he was talking about uh, Tomita. Like, so uh, uh, Snowflakes Are Dancing by T uh, Iso Tomita, who's a Japanese composer. Yeah. And, you know, I just, he was someone that I always knew, like, little stuff from what people sampled. But yesterday, I just went on a Tamita streak and just was listening to Tamita records. You know what I mean? So I've kind of more so than listening to new shit, I've been going back and kind of absorbing and learning more history about stuff that I've missed. You know, and you know, kind of filling filling gaps in my in my in my library. Yeah, amazing. All right, we're gonna move on to the. I I, I wasn't calling you old when I when I set that up. I just want to make sure we're good there. You know what I mean? No, like, no, 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 no. Let's be clear. I am old. <laughs> Make no fucking mistake about it. Like I'm, like I'm fucking old. Like it's, it's it's all good. You know what I mean? I own it. You never thought that hip hop would take you this far, ever. All right. Final question in this round. It's a close up of a mural of white, blue, and yellow papers. It almost looks as if they're kind of plastered on a wall. And the options are A. Reflection Eternal Train of Thought. B. T. I. Paper Trail. C, hieroglyphics over time, or D, J-Zone, a job ain't nothing but work. Yeah, I know that this is, um, I know this. This is Paper Trail. This is B. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, man. That was, um, yeah, I, I knew that record. Um, that was around the time we had got off Atlantic. Yeah. And um, one of my first voiceover jobs I got, um, shout out uh, my, my big brother, James Lopez, man. He hit me and was like, yo, we doing this TI promo. You want to do, you know, voiceover? I was like, hell yeah. And so they wanted like a James Earl Jones kind of voice <laughs> or whatever. So I had to get real deep with like TI, paper trail. Like it was super, you know, menacing, like Darth Vader meets for white man. For promo, like radio promo and stuff. I think it was for the album. It was for the album. It may have been like, you know, commercials. Cause you know, remember when they would run commercials for albums on TV? <laughs> remember, remember like 30 years ago when we would do that? Feels like, but, uh, but yeah, that was one of my first video gigs. So that was, I, I knew that one. Do I, am I remembering incorrectly? Was there a time that TI was maybe like rumored or you were thinking about having him on the minstrel show? Was that ever, or, or am I like misremembering an anecdote? Nah, that's real. That's real. We were thinking about getting him at the time. I want to say we were thinking about getting him on what became Say It Again. Um, and, you know, we were thinking about getting him on that. But uh, we just ultimately decided to just rock it ourselves. But, um, but yeah, that was, um, that was, that was the thing. We, I, he was always somebody that I fucked with, and I just thought, you know, he was dope. And we were, that we were considering it at one point. Amazing. All right. All right. We're, we're, we're okay. Let's just address it right now. No questions wrong yet. Cleaning up. Yes, sir. Yeah. You're doing quite Let's keep well. Keep the street going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, we're moving into our third round. And the third round is digging in the crate. Oh, shit. So in this round, I'm going to And ask I love big ups for the showbiz and AG. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Runaway Slave is a fucking classic. I love that album. Awesome. So this is a question that's all about samples. So I'm going to ask you a question 
and then play you a sample and you're going to have to answer about what you hear. So if you're All ready right. to go. Uh, let me cut on, let me cut on my Mophie. Cut on that Mophie. Shout yeah, out to the Mophie. Is my battery, why won't it shit show me my battery, bro? Uh, oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Uh, fuck it. Let's go. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's go. Okay, here we go. First question. Electronic musician Daedalus's experience oh, is the primary sample on a song from this Mad Lib produced project. I'm going to play you that sample. Okay. <laughs> That is, if I'm not mistaken, um, that is the sample for accordion on Mad Villainy. So I think it's D. That is correct. Yes, sir. I'd let the whole thing ride if I wasn't afraid Instagram would shut us down instantly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, you worked with Doom on the Prime album, or you were on a song that Doom is on on the Prime album. Uh, did you have you met him? Have you worked with him? Man, I met Doom in person only one time. Um, this was uh, surprisingly, it was in London, and uh, I was in London, and I was with uh, I was with Robert Glasper. We were doing a um, we were doing a thing. It was like an iTunes, like a music festival or something. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was there with him and Doom was there. And uh, I was like, oh, shit. So he came back with the mask and shit. And I'm like, yo, what up? I'm a fan. He's, yo, 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 what up, kid? What's, what's going on? Like, he was super, super Doom. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, that was the first time I met him. And then when we did that record with, uh, with, with Prime, uh, Preem, had it. Preem had done the beat, of course, and Royce was on it. And Royce sent it to me and was like, "Yo, um, he's like, you know, I want you to, I want you to get a verse on it." And he was like, "I want you to fill in." What was Preem telling me? He's like, "I want you to fill in where Doom leave, left off." And Doom ended his verse in a weird spot. Weird you know spot. I mean, it wasn't. It was very weird. I was like, "How the fuck do I come in?" But you know, I figured it out. So um, that's out. Y'all want to check that out? Um, uh, highs and lows by uh, Prime featuring uh, me and Doom. Amazing track. Amazing track. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Second question in this round. Beanie Man sampled this The Root song for his hit single, Who Am I, Sim Simma. So I'm going to play you the Beanie Man song. Okay. Sim Simma, who got the keys? Who am I? Because I'm sugar. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, um, it's sections. He says sections. Sections is yes, sir. I am one of the biggest Roots fans that I know, and I learned that not too long ago. <laughs> like, I, it kind of like hit me so hard that like you know when uh this was all going on and like we learned that like everybody was spelling the berenstein bears wrong like right. and you're like what kind of alternate timeline are we in like i was like wait what like this song the beanie man song that i've heard so many times samples one of my favorite groups and i like never put two and two together 
I I um I remember me and Amir, we talked about that. I want to say it was around the time when the Beanie Man versus was, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I never put that up because then just to go deeper down the rabbit hole, Red Man ended up sampling it. Well, he ended up sampling the roots, which oh, no. also for um God, it was the the it was is he is he for real? It was the first song on Muddy Waters. It, yep. I can't remember the name. Yeah, is he for real? Yeah, it was that. So I was like, hell yeah, but um, but nah, man, that was a uh, shit. That's it. Yeah, mind bender. All right, final question in this round. What up, Skills? Matt Skills is in the building. My brother Skills, what up? All right, here we go. David McCollum's "The Edge" was first sampled by which artist? I'm gonna play you the sample. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you guys know that this was originally a visual medium, so I wasn't always reading the options because our guests could see them on the screen. But here are the options for you listening right now. Is it A, Quasimodo, B, Master Ace, C, Dr. Dre, or D, Missing Links? You know that sample. Yeah. Heard it. I know. I know that sample. Like I know that. I mean, I clearly know that sample. I almost feel like it's so easy that I feel like if I go with the the regular one with like the obvious answer, it's <laughs> like, like it can't. Like it can't be the one, right? It can't be that answer, right? Yeah. It can't be. I mean, everyone fucking knows that it's that that Dre did it. Um, uh, Quasimodo. That's that sample. Just like for for Quasi for Quasimodo. That's too um. That feels too big of a sample for like Mad Lib. I mean, he wouldn't. His style wasn't really that kind of big. Um, Ace. Eh, eh, I don't know. Um, hey, I, I couldn't hear Ace going with that one. Um. Man, um, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Um, man, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with missing links for the first one, right? Because it's the first sample. The first. I, I, I think I, I'm gonna just go out on a limb and then go with D. Yes. Correct. Holy shit. <laughs> man that was i was sweating i was sweating and i knew yeah. I know. It was, and, I'm not, and i ain't looking at the comments neither like so i'm i'm keeping like i'm focusing i'm not you know so i don't i'm trying to i'm trying to play the game fair you know what i mean i don't want to schools of guests uh i i believe skills when he was on the show he also rejected the chat there there's some people who are just like i'm not using the chat other people lean into the chat. So, you know, we, we offer it as an option. It's the closest we can do to phone a friend right now. Yeah, no, man, I want to keep it, I want to keep it honest, bro. I want to keep it, you know, keep it real. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be out here faking shit. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm keeping the chat away. Yes, sir. All right, so, Tay, right now, flawless. You've gotten everyone right. We have now entered our final round called Time's Up. No, it's actually the hashtag. Uh, 
we we have a litany of people you've wronged who uh, are never uh, just, just wouldn't that be crazy if this was all just an elaborate like, <laughs> just, a, just a big just just a big trap for me too it's like coming up next Fonte yeah that'd be, yeah man yo speaking of which bro the the Russell Simmons the the Drew Dixon documentary like that shit is major league bro I need to watch it I need to watch it, to it's, watch it. it's man it's really good it's, it's really it's sad it's really good um but uh yeah, check that, and um, you know, this. Yeah, that was it was, a, it was a really great, great doc. I know he was on the Breakfast Club recently uh, as well. I didn't know that I, what are what are they doing? And I'm not just saying this because Rosenberg is here in the chat right now, but what is the what is the Breakfast Club doing right now? Man, I, brother, listen, man, I, I don't I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Just be real. Um, I think um, the question that a lot of people are trying to answer now just in the age in the age of Verona, as we say um sometimes it's not necessarily about giving everybody a side to speak or a chance to speak um you know man sometimes it's about asking your your asking yourself is this something i should be amplifying you know what right. i'm saying so it's like i i completely support anyone uh anyone's uh need to tell their side of the story. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you if you're a Russell Simmons or whatever and you feel like, well no, they they lying on me or whatever, you have every right, you know what I'm saying, as a human being to express, you know, your side of it. I just can't in good faith give you the platform to express that side. You know, that's my personal take on it. Because after a while it doesn't become it's you know i mean it's like fucking you know uh trump coming on the fallon on fat like you know you playing yeah. in his hair it's like you're you're you're, you're normalizing this person and you're, you're you're kind of humanizing them and you in in a lot of ways just by giving them a platform that kind of by default washes their sins away you know what i mean and um and that's the part for me where it's, it, it just is a little tricky where i my morality i'm just like i don't i i i hear you but i in good faith can't amplify this message you know what <laughs> i mean so yeah. yeah all right so a little little aside there but we've reached our final round so here's what's going to happen i'm going to present to you with three categories and you get to choose one you will okay. have seconds to answer five questions in these categories so here speed are round. Oh, is the speed round <laughs> The first category is, please listen to my demo, Soul Quarians edition. The second one is, let's see how well you remember the 2020 Grammy Awards. And the third is <laughs> Wu-Tang Affiliate. Holy shit. Okay, and I got to answer five from each one? No, five from one of them. You pick one category, and that'll be the one that one you, category. you have 90 seconds to Holy Fuck, man. Okay. Um, whoo! I will go with. Let's go with. Please listen to my demo because I remember absolutely fucking nothing about the 2020 Grammys and Wu Tang. Yeah, and Wu Tang affiliates. I mean, dude, that's like. I mean, I you know remedy and shorty shit stain and. Like it was, yeah. It, it that rabbit hole goes deep. I'm, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't have the range. I don't gets, have the range. Gets crazy. All right. So we're gonna do. Please listen to my demo, Soul Quarian edition. 
your demo, I just heard Questlove say, and I've heard him say this before, but uh, on the Jill Scott Questlove Supreme, the little brother was one of like five demos that he ever listened to and actually was like moved by it. So yeah. fitting that you would choose this category. So <laughs> here's the rules, Tay. 90 seconds on the clock. I have OC's times up here, time to 90 seconds. So when the mm. time is on OC, your time is up. If you don't know an answer, you can pass and we can come back to it. You only okay. get one guess per question and you can rely on the crowd. There is a little bit of a lag and they're not always right. <laughs> Those are the disclaimers about the crowd. Yes. <laughs> so if you are ready, sir, we're going to dive into this. Five questions yes. in 90 seconds. Fonte, here we go. Your time starts now. Q-Tip discovered this producer's demo on the 1994 Lollapalooza tour. Oh my God! Um, on the ninety-four. Oh, uh, oh, JD. It was Dilla. Correct. All right. Prior to going by his current moniker, Common recorded under this stage name. Before was, he signed. It was Common. Oh, it was Common Sense. So that, is that not it? Or? That is correct. That is. Oh, Common Sense. Okay, got gotcha. you. This Detroit producer took a young JD under his wing and taught him the basics of production. Uh, I think that's Amp Fiddler. Amp Fiddler is correct. Okay. All right. How many current full-time members of The Roots appear on the group's demo first album, Organics? Um, current, I think it's only two. I think it's just Amir and Tariq. That is correct. And the final yeah. answer, the drummer of this band helped Bilal record the demo that got him his record deal. Uh, the drummer of this band helped Bilal record the demo that got him his record deal? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a mirror, but it that feels like it's too easy. Um, shit. I'll just say fuck it. The roots. Fuck it. I don't know. The roots is incorrect. Tay, that was a flawless run though, up until the very end. The answer was the drummer from the Spin Doctors. The wow. Two Princes band, the Spin Doctors. He yeah. has writing and production credit on Bilal's first album, and he basically helped Bilal land his deal. What was what's his name? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't have it pulled up right now. <laughs> give me give me a second. I'm going to hop on this Wi-Fi and let you the fuck. Um, while I do that, first of all, Tay, you fucking killed it. You are a champion in our eyes. Man, thank um, you. I'm trying to I'm trying to get my lighting. I'm trying to get my my production. You know my. Yeah, I'm trying to get, get my production game up, so I'm trying to get y'all some light. But um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, his name is Aaron Comis. Or, or Aaron. Oh, Aaron Comis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's C O O M E S, right? Aaron. Yep, yep. Dude, I didn't. Wow. I I knew who he was. I just didn't put the spin doctors thing together. Well, Tay, you got 14 out of 15 correct, which it puts a, you. No one has gotten higher than that. There, there are a few that you're tied with here, so you're at the top of the crop for us. I would um, take it. I would take it. Fuck, I forgot. Damn, it's been done. It's okay. You learn something new every day. Word up. Yes, sir. Um, so if you have time, how's your battery looking right now? Are, are we in the Man, I can't even tell, like, because I got the joint on, and, um, you know, when you got the full Instagram screen, you can't, it won't show. All right, well, you know, we could just, we could, we could just ride with it until, until we get kicked off. Be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, yeah. A little 
If you guys have questions for Fonte, we're going to go into a little Q&A right now. Before we do that, I just got a plug. On Friday, we have comedian Chanel Ali. She's going to be joining us. Uh, make sure that you follow us at The Questions Hip Hop. You can follow me at Sean Dammit. Follow at DJ Steve Wonder. Obviously, follow at Fontigolo. Um, Fonte, you ready to do a little Q&A with, with the fans here? Sure, man. I hope this – I'm so I'm playing. I'm Man, this shit's so bootleg. I'm holding my phone against my like my wire like the wireless charger like the joint you sit your face that joint down on so i hope this works <laughs> i All really right. hope this works thank you hey rosenberg we appreciate the praise rosenberg you should come on this show I, well that's actually a question i have for you fonte who would yes. you to come on this show man who needs to do this show next uh you would have to have like a super fucking i, I mean i don't even know what kind of question you have to ask Dart Adams. We had like, Dart Adams. Oh, y'all yeah, had Dart Adams already. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. If you had him already, uh, who else? Like super rap nerd. Um, two. Uh, we got you had Cosmo. Um, Stro might be a good dude. My man, uh, Stro <laughs> Elliott might be good. Stro Elliott would be good. Uh, your boy, uh, Bun B would be really good. Ooh, Bun, Bun B. B would be a good one. I saw somebody. He would be really good. Um, trying to think, I'm like cats and the just brothers around here in the south would be super dope. Uh, yeah, that yeah, those just kind of came those up, come off the top of my head. Kills, yes, we see Amir. Yes, we would like to get Amir. <laughs> I mean, if listen, if if we get Amir on the show, I'm I'll, I'll disintegrate. I'll just it it, it, it it's gonna be it's not gonna be pretty. But oh yeah, Khalil would be dope. Spice Adams. All right, let's get into some uh, questions from the from the chat. Okay, uh, let's see what we got here. We have a question. Will you make another solo rap album in the near future from uh, Dom Synchro? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, hold on, I'm trying to see if I can get some juice. Hold on, let me see. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Bring us, bring us back. Uh, nope, that shit don't work. That's my MacBook plug. That don't work. I need my, I need my regular, my plug. Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, right now, I think me, like a bunch of artists, are just kind of trying to figure out where we fit into this new world we're living in. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I'm really like not, I don't really make plans in terms of, yo, this is coming next, or this is coming next. I'm still trying to figure it out, to be real honest with you. So um, whatever my next thing is, once I figure out, you know, what it's going to be, then you know I'll I'll come out and say something. Absolutely, and that's kind of how you've always rolled. So, uh, all right, we got Champ D asked, "Are you back on QLS for good, or the cigarettes still at bay?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, the cigarettes are always at bay. I reserve the right to go the fuck home at any time. Yeah. But um, but nah, man, you know, since we've been doing it, you know, doing it here. Uh, I'm in, I'm in it, you know. what I'm saying I'm. We've been doing it from home, and um, we're all just kind of hunkered down. So, as long as it makes sense, you know, as long as you know we can do it this way. It was just I had to stop. Like once we started doing Little Brother again, I just yeah. didn't have the time for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was just too much on my plate, and that shit had to go. But uh, the Rona shut everything down, and so now you know we can make it work. All right. Yeah. Uh, shit. 
What, what's, what's going on? You, you can't find juice, or yeah, I'm trying to find my my juice. But we can keep keep it keep it pushing while I rummage through my fucking house. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, Novandros asks, "What's your favorite record that's not a hip hop record?" My favorite record is not a hip hop record. Man, I would probably say uh, favorite record is not a hip hop record. Um, damn. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's tough. Uh, Kid A, Radiohead is one of my favorite records. Yeah. Um, uh, God, man, Astero, Breath from Another is a record I love. Uh, man, um, Herbie Hancock, Maiden Voyage. I love that record. Um, I mean, I could go on for days. Those are just <laughs> some of the joints. If you haven't yeah, heard those records, uh, you need to uh, you need to get on those. Um, uh, no Stress asks, have you ever thought about writing other stuff like screenplays or television? You've dabbled in television. You, you work in television. Yeah, yeah. So the funny shit is, man, I actually got... <laughs> As soon as I finish off this, I got a television. I got a TV gig. I got some stuff I got to write for, like soon, like tonight. I got some. I got something I got to deliver. <laughs> but um, but yeah, bro. Um, I love you know I love writing for TV. Um, screenplays. That shit is harder than it sounds. Like it, it ain't. You know, it's not writing TV. is super fucking hard. You know what I mean? So once I kind of started getting into it. Um, I under I, it gave me a newfound respect for the artists who do that because that shit is that shit is not easy, you know what I mean? Um, so you know if something if the right opportunity came along, I would do it. But I enjoy um, working in the way like creating music for TV. That's that's fun. I enjoy that. Yeah, and you do that for Sherman Showcase, um, and you've also done that uh, for uh, what was it? Was it the breaks? Um, yeah, Sherman Showcase. Uh, that's coming. We got that coming. Our uh, Black History Month special is coming on Juneteenth. Yeah. So that's coming. <laughs> Big ups. Uh, shout out to my man's uh, the Diallo Bashir and the whole Sherman Showcase family. Um, the Breaks on VH1 did that. Um, I did voiceovers for Black Dynamite. I did uh, the Boondocks, um, the the Don't Trust Them New Niggas over there. Like, I did that. <laughs> um, so I've done, you know, a lot of, like, voice work and stuff, and that, that's kind of like my next thing. I enjoy doing it. Amazing. I'm going to pull one from the chat that I saw from Jose3030. Uh, is there a producer that you haven't worked with that you would love to work with, that you would like will into existence? You've worked with, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been a fan of your career, you know, from, from the jump, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the OK Player days. And you've yeah. worked a lot of the people that, like, I know, I know you, you have a list, at least mentally, that, you know, even if you never thought of it as a list, you've checked off a lot of those names. Like, nah, I have. Thank, thank God, man, I have. Is, is uh, there anybody who's your, who's your uh, who's your Moby Dick? To, to my your, to Moby Dick. Who is who am I chasing? Call me Ishmael. <laughs> um, man, I think uh, I think definitely Pharrell is on that list. Um, I think he's just an incredibly imaginative producer and. Um, he is, you know, he's someone that I've always admired, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I would say probably he's up there. Um, Battle Cat is somebody, me and Poovin talking about doing some shit with Battle Cat. I love Battle Cat, man. Um, big ups to him. And you guys have uh, all 
lot of West Coast producers too. So that's not like super out of the wheelhouse or anything like that, you know? Oh, no, nah, that ain't out of wheelhouse, man. We, man, listen, I love the West Coast, bro. Like that was, the, the East Coast definitely taught me, I think, in terms of just like what I, the feeling of what I like, but West Coast hip hop taught me the sonics and just space and making things sound really bright and big and wide and kind of sunny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, that was kind of what I took from them. So nah, man, the, it was all hip hop to me. I didn't even, even like with Souls of Mischief, High Row, all in, like, man, yes. come on, alcoholics, like all that shit. Like I, that's the shit I grew up on. So great. Yeah. Pharrell would be amazing. I mean, this year, Pharrell is on a song with LP and Zach De La Roca, which I never thought would happen. So, <laughs> right, we really right. are living in, in, in a world of, uh, <laughs> of, of, of possibility. Um, this, is, this is another TV-related one. What's your favorite sitcom of all time? Favorite sitcom of all time? Oh, man, I see my brother uh, Mayor Hawthorne in the, uh, in the chat. Big ups to him. Shout out to uh, Mayor. Mayor Hawthorne, he, uh, a lot of people don't know, he played a role and helping me uh, clear uh, the Bobby Caldwell sample on the new LB album. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, respect to him. He, like, I had to call Bobby Caldwell. It was, it was crazy. Like, clearing samples for that album was a, it was a motherfucker. But uh, big ups to Mayor, you know, for showing, showing me love. But, um, but yeah, man, um, yeah, I think my favorite sitcom of all time, shit, man. Um, well, I wouldn't say The Wire. That Wire wasn't a fucking sitcom. Uh right um man probably if i just had picked one uh probably like good times or like well well i don't know because good times jumped the shark when james died like when they tried to bring in all the fake yeah. jameses and shit and yeah. bringing all these like fuck all these extra niggas we don't know these niggas like when keith broke his leg and it was just that was that was step stress you want to you want to pick a show that, that ended too soon because actually too soon is usually the right time <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right so a show that ended too soon um you know what man a show i i loved all right i'm back y'all got me yeah 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 a show you love was the last thing i heard yeah um i would say a show that i don't know if it ended too soon but i just absolutely love uh rock that used to come on fox with charles s dutton and yeah. um, Ella Joyce. I used to love that show, man. And it had, like, one of the greatest theme songs ever. So that was why in the listening, all our skits was, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we was, that was the whole reason, right? <laughs> so, no. but, yeah. All right. It was a joint. All right, let's see. We, we have time for a few more. So let's see, uh, let's see what we uh, have going on. Who has been your favorite QLS interview? Man, favorite QLS interview? Um, man, I would probably say I think Primo is definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, because Primo is just a super – he's just a super generous dude. Like, you can, like, ask one Yeah, yeah. Okay, I had a, I had a call come through. Um, nah, man, I think um, I think Primo is, is definitely one of my favorites because he's just – you can ask him one question, and that question will be a 30-minute answer. Like, he'll ask you, like, five different – he'll answer, like, five different other questions 
in the question <laughs> that you asked it. That's so the, uh, that's the show for that. Like QLS is basically designed for those those tangents. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. Is y'all are y'all can y'all got me? Is it cool? I mean, yeah. my, okay, yeah, sure. okay. I had a call come through. I forgot to put my shit oh, on down. So on which color? Let me ask you a follow up on that. Primo is somebody that I bet you were really excited and like it it met or exceeded your expectations. Was there ever somebody, not that you weren't excited for, but have you had somebody on QLS that you were completely floored by like how much you learned or how much you kind of got into it that you weren't quite expecting as much from? Not not a slight to the guests, but just like Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Man, I would probably say um like Steve Miller was somebody that was really and he was you know all i knew was fly like an eagle space intro like i knew all like the the, the hip-hop references yeah but man steve was giving up game you know what i mean and he was talking about how you know when he did his first deal um he ended up getting basically his lawyer that he got wasn't an entertainment lawyer he was like a he was like a real estate lawyer or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And basically he was a guy that was outside of the game. And so he just came in and when the label gave their contracts, his lawyer was like, yo, fuck this shit. Like we ain't signing this. Like, you know, and that was something that I always remembered and it, and it really kind of dovetailed um, into the thing I always tell young artists, you know, when they say, yo, uh, just, you know, just get a lawyer. Like when all the stuff was going down with Meg, and they were just like, oh, well, Meg just could have got a lawyer and she could have got. And it's just like, dude, that ain't how the fucking game works. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the music industry, first and foremost, a record deal ain't shit, but a glorified payday loan. Like yeah. it's it's the record industry is it's predatory lending by another name. Just flat out. So, oh, yeah. you know, what I mean, you know, what I mean, so when you go into and you look into the ecosystem of it. You can be an artist that wants to sign with a label and you go and sign, you know, find a lawyer. If you go to a music industry lawyer or entertainment attorney, they're in bed with the labels because they're getting they're going to get a percentage of the checks that you get. So you get a hundred thousand dollar advance or whatever the hell to negotiate that they're going to get a percentage of that. So really, they're representing you as an artist. They represent you. But it's not you that's paying them. It's the labels that's paying right. them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, when you look at it like that, it's like, dude, they're, they have more to preserve. They're, they're not going to go so hard for you as an artist because they're no, the, late, the, art, the, the attorneys know, they're going to have to turn around and do business with this label again with the next motherfucker that right. you want to sign. They're you know already, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're already in position. It's a revolving door. So um, so that was like a big piece of game. I, I you know, hearing him say that, that really was empowering for me and of just trying to tell artists like, listen, these label, these art, I don't give a fuck what they say. These ain't none of these motherfuckers on your side. <laughs> Get you a motherfucker you can trust and that is not beholden to that system. And uh if you do that, you might have a shot. I was also pretty floored by the revelation that like Steve Miller kind of invented in ear monitors. Like, yeah, he did some super nerd shit. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't able to fully grasp it. But I was like, I think what he's saying is that like, they basically invented that technology back in like the 70s. Yeah, Steve was ahead of the game, man. And he was a super dope. He was just a cool interview. But it's been a lot. I mean, everyone we do, like, 
I'm just amazed at just, you know, just hearing people's stories and hearing the way we travel. Like I got, we got Rick Rubin coming up. That's coming Woo! soon. And yeah, that was, yeah, that shit is, that was nuts. So it's, I, I'm just blessed to sit, you know, sit in front of the masters, bro. Amazing. Well, Fonte, I want to thank you again so much for coming on the show. Uh, this was Man. You're, you're the type of guest that we sort of created this game for. So, you know, uh, it, it's a pleasure to have you. And we hope, you, uh, you know, we can have you back sometime. We are going to eventually start having people go head to head on some. Yes. Uh, so, you know, we might have to get you in the mix in the winner's circle here. I love it. I love it. I wanted to run a perfect run, but, you know, I settled for 14 to 15. I'll I settle that. I'll take it. Uh, anything you want to shout out to the people? Uh, what, what, what can they look for from you? I mean, we're all in a fucking apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I would just say, yo, just shout out. Just everybody's been supporting me you know, over the years and everything. Um, you know, shout out. Uh, shout out my brother, Don Will. I see him out here. Yeah, um, yeah uh, my man, Don Will. Shout out my girl, Lyric Jones. Today is her birthday. She did a live event on her site. Um, I didn't get a chance to check it because I was trying to save the battery on my shit uh, <laughs> for this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout out to her. Um, yeah, uh, Sherman Showcase, look for that. That's coming. Um, yeah, damn, well, I got a lot. Cute new episodes of QLS is coming. Uh, and I got just other stuff coming as well. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm out here. I'm out here doing what I can. We appreciate you. We appreciate everything you've done for the music, for the culture, the, the comedy, everything. So, and, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, good luck on your uh, secret uh, film project or TV project. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yo, and bro, and yo, and we gotta let people know. I forgot. We gotta tell people, yo. I just had to. Th I just remember how we met. Like even the way we met was like some wild shit. Like so. So me and Sean, we go back, what, this is like, what, fucking 15 years at least? 2004 or 2003? Yeah, we were, we were doing an LB show in Florida, and you were, like, one of the organizers, and, like, we were riding around in your car, and I, I was I, playing you Chitlin' Circuit and shit. <laughs> and you some of the Minstrel Show on a CDR, uh, like, before it came out. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was in a – we have less than a minute before Instagram cuts us off, so really quick – uh, yeah, I was in an organization in college, and I basically, through some set of circumstances, was given a healthy budget to book underground hip-hop artists to free <laughs> shows, shows for students. So that was how we met. You know, we had, like, the OK Player internet connection before that, but you've been uh, a great person, and, a, and a, you know, I, I'm proud to call you a friend and somebody that, you know, we've always been able to keep in touch. So Likewise, brother, likewise, likewise. Appreciate Shout you. Shout out my man, my brother, Sean Dunn, uh, Finney, uh, Finn the DJ, he out here shouting him, my J-League brother. Yeah, just everybody, man. Just I just thank y'all for tuning in and just thank y'all for supporting. Man, much love to Fonte once again. Uh, this was a great episode and I really loved having him on. And I want to thank you for listening to this little piece of archived, it almost feels like pirate bootleg radio. You know, I know this stuff doesn't always sound the best because again, this was being streamed on Instagram Live originally, but... It was such a fun time and really great to have him on. And I eagerly await the Little Brother documentary that is on the way soon. Obviously, this recording was from 2020, and I don't think that he had started it yet. But there is a Little Brother documentary that is on the way, and I'm very excited to see that. And if you listen this far, you probably are too. So be on the lookout for that. Other than that, you know, 
Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the patrons on the Patreon. Shout out to everybody who's been subscribing, leaving reviews, sharing the podcast. Shout out to my Stony Island brethren, Stony Island Audio. Shout out to them. Listen to all the shows. Secret Skin, uh, Dad Bod Rap Pod, Super Duty Tough Work, Creativity and Captivity, Fatherhoods, The Raw Report. Make sure you stream the Merce song, Trillionaire Thug Relaxation, out now, available now. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Stony Island Audio.